the table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are joining us this evening. We have such an exciting podcast for you. But before we get started, of course, I want to introduce to you who is sitting around the table. And right across from me to my right, we have, for the very first time, we have Missy, Missy, Massy. Melissa, officially. Melissa, officially. (laughs) And she came to the table with a cookie. And <laughs> Tiffany, sitting to her right, brought in chicken uh, skewers and mints. Mints, yes. We are definitely, uh, we have drinks, a coffee, and water, and whatever around the tables tonight. So we are definitely all stocked up here. And sitting next to her, of course, is Tiffany Kramer. Tiffany. Hey there. Yeah, we're glad you're here, as always. And sitting next to her right is Chris Norman, which is our executive producer. I've never sat next to Tiffany before. I know, it's a little... Neither one of us are happy about it. I know, they both got scowls. weird vibe, weird energy going on. Scowls going on around the snow. Or have you sat next to me? Yeah, that close. Yeah, Oh. Several He's times. already forgot. Almost every time. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Things getting old, doesn't it? <laughs> but on the same end of the table. On the same end. Of, no, maybe so it's, maybe it's that we six that end. six foot yeah. uh, thing is a little close there. Yeah. yeah. And sitting right next to him is my sweet husband Daryl. Sitting closer to Chris than he is to me. But Daryl, we're glad you're here for a while evening. this evening. Good evening. What a wonderful Sunday it has been. I That's wanted right. to be close to the anointing, so I moved him closer to me. Yeah, there you go. Well, we are doing something so different tonight, and I'm very excited about it because I have asked my friend Holly to be here, and Holly is all the way from Colorado, and so we have her on the phone. Hi, Holly. How are Hi. you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Well, it is so good to have you here with us. Since we can't have you in the same room, this is the next best best thing that we could come up with. And, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Oh, we're so happy. Uh, we'd be happier if you're here in person, so hint, hint, come soon. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you were here just about a year ago. I know. Yeah, I know. it was such a great visit. Oh, we had such a good time. Holly is... Uh, just one of the most amazing people that I have ever met. Uh, you get to know her instantly. I got to know her through uh, the Miracle of the Breaking book. Uh, Holly, I would just have to say she just breathed life into the whole project. Chief uh, editor and is such a, a great author herself. And uh, she has her first novel, which is The Orphan Maker's Sin, which is a really great uh book and so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight for all of you out there that love to read but not only does she like to write novels but she's also writing children's books and so she's just an all-around wonderful girl so we want you to know more about her holly what's your last name d herrera d herrera i was looking on amazon and i love the way that they spell it is that the way that you spell it uh oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it had it had the D E. It had it. It had it in small, you know, just small letters. Oh, and yeah. Then a capital H E R R A, right? E R E R A. And so, is that the way you do it? Yeah, with a big H. Yeah. But the little D. Um, I know it's a. It's supposed to be a big D. 
oh, okay, well, it has a little D, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting, really, and I kind of liked it, but I didn't, I hadn't caught that one before. But I ruined, I ruined it. It was so cool until I told you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's, it's still, either way, what it's a name. It's so cool, Holly. You, <laughs> okay, good. Very and, much so and I might add, you are a wonderful, terrific author. I don't Thank know. You. I don't know how many books you have written, but I do know one thing: you are a, quite the author. It's and a wordsmith. You're easy. You're easy to read, and it's uh, really exciting. Yes. Well, Thank first, you. first of all, we'd like to uh, hear a little bit about what you do right now. What are you doing? I haven't seen you for over a year. Tell me. Tell what's us how up. many children you have. <laughs> I have five kids. Um, I am. Still homeschooling two of them, but three of them are doing college classes and um, just busy with kind of moving up in life. Um, I teach a couple days a week at a kind of a high school that's a homeschool public school hybrid kind of thing and um, teaching creative writing and speech and um, a research paper kind of class. And that's been really fun this year. That's new for me this year. Um, and then I just work on my personal writing whenever I get time. That kind of makes me happy and fills me up. And so I'm um, the Orphan Maker Sin should have an ebook coming out in the next few weeks. And um, three books in my mystery series for kids is com- coming out over the next few weeks as well. Um, the first of that that series has already come back come out as a, a print book, and we're working on the ebook versions of all those. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, and then I've, I'm starting um, a new book that is kind of just for fun, um, a novel that takes place in Cornwall, England, where the main character buys a castle off the internet. That sounds fun. And so how were you inspired by that? Well, I grew up, um, my dad was in the Air Force, and so we moved every, like, sometimes even the shortest time we lived anywhere was 11 months. So we moved a lot, and I lived in Norway, England, Turkey, Taiwan, Germany, and then quite a few places in the U.S. as well, and... um, and so I kind I love travel. I love meeting different kinds of people from different places, learning about their cultures. And so I tend to set my books in places that make me happy, either from memories or um, someplace I just want to go. So I'm kind of living out my dreams through my books. <laughs> that is too cool. I, I know when uh, I was reading The Orphan Maker's Sin, you know, I got so involved in it and then... You told me later that when you were here last year that you actually had written that off of situations uh, that kind of had happened while you were in that country. Yeah. Which I think is just so cool. Yeah, it's based, it is based on a lot of the experiences that I had there. Um, I lived in Turkey twice. The first time was at a, a southern base. Um and then I lived there in high school um, in their northern base in the capital of Ankara, Turkey. And it was during the Gulf War began while we lived there. And um, so it was a pretty, pretty scary time. And so um, it's not, you know, it's not 
nonfiction, but it is based on a lot of things that actually happened to us. So I know it's because, and you're one of those writers that you can so put yourself in the picture, and I really, really did. And then it was really exciting to know that you actually were in something very similar to to some of the storyline. And so that was exciting. Yeah. So uh, how are you enjoying being a teacher now in the Christian public kind of thing? How did that come about? Well, it's public school, so it's actually not um, a Christian school, but... Um, it's a lot of homeschoolers, but of my friend called me and said, "Hey, there, they have these two this job listing um, for these two creative writing classes and um, speech and all this different stuff." And she's like, "I just thought of you right away." So I, I called and I did the interview and got the job, and I've just loved it. It's been a lot of fun, and it, I've been out of physically teaching anyone but my own kids for quite a while, so it's been a neat experience for me um I've done writers groups a lot over the years and taught at homeschool co-ops for the like the last 12 years um almost non-stop I've done that but um being in the public school again has been like a good challenge for me I think so yeah so did you guys get shut down uh with yes the yeah we we had to do everything online which was interesting um yeah, I was doing um, calls on the computer with my class, doing conference call, like, I don't know, kind of like Zoom calls, but it wasn't exactly that. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to teach it that way it was interesting. I'm actually glad it happened at the end of the year versus the beginning, because I feel like it would be really hard to, to connect with people um, and get to know them yeah. um, and create a connection. So, but since I knew them, I would see their little faces pop up on there, and I'd just feel happy that Aww. I could just see them, even <laughs> even though it was on a computer. But oh, That's so cool. Hey, Holly, did you know at a young age that you were going to be a writer? Did you enjoy writing in school and, like, uh, doing papers and things like that? How did you know that you would end up being an author? Well, the funny thing is I was, like, probably like most teenagers when I wrote it was so melodramatic and it was it was always like really bad angsty poetry um but it wasn't it wasn't something that I realized actually for a while I remember doing this journaling thing with my um my junior class and I really liked it but um I didn't really know that that's what I was going to do I had this idea that I was going to be a sociologist and like work in villages in Turkey. I don't know what I could, what, how I would make money at that, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, anyway, so then I went to college at Purdue and did, uh, I was going to do English secondary education and I took, um, a creative writing class and, um, it was like, I just suddenly felt like, oh my gosh, I love this. And my teacher, she, she said, you know what, you have to finish this book. Because I had started kind of a memoir of living in Turkey. And it was kind of more literary fiction versus mainstream fiction, which is more, just to describe the difference, like a mainstream fiction is kind of a clear storyline and it's more for the masses, whereas literary fiction is 
kind of a mix between poetry and regular storytelling. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to have, you know, <laughs> the rising action and the climax and all that. It just can, just can be kind of um, creative. But anyway, um, she, she encouraged me and she said, I really feel like you should finish this. I can see this being a book someday. And um, so that was kind of the very beginning for me in college. And I was almost out by that point. So, um, and then I got married and um, it took me like 10 years <laughs> to, re- to write and rewrite um, the, the novel itself um, from some of those stories and um that's, that can be a really long, discouraging process because I wrote it and then I realized, wow, this isn't very good, but I learned a lot, so now let me start all over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it was worth it, and I wrote it when I had very little time on my hands because I had all my kids really close together. And um, when I got to the point where my kids could be left alone for like an hour at a time, then I would go to a coffee shop and I would have a running appointment with myself for one hour. And that's how I wrote the whole thing. Mm, um, interesting. But, Jessica, yeah. So cool. Hey, Holly, for our listeners, could you tell us uh, some of the titles of your books and where they can find them? We'll come back at the end of the session and re- remind everybody. But uh, while they're listening right now, can you tell us how to sure. get your book? Yeah. So um, all of the books can be found on Amazon. Um, the Orphan Maker Sin is um, just adult mainstream fiction it does have a a faith element um to it but um and that again will be available as an ebook here in the next three or four weeks i've been told and then um the first of the mysteries which is for kids it's kind of like a lower middle grade book um so i would say um you know fourth grade um would be a good age level and um there are a series of three books that are going to be, they all should be coming out in the next few months, um, the, the print book and the ebook. But the first one that is actually out at this point is called The Root Cellar Mystery. The, so, say that again. Root Cellar. The See? Root Cellar Mystery. And um, I found there is another Root Cellar Mystery. So um, if you just look for I have it under with my maiden name too, Holly Yoder D. Herrera, um, because the main character is an old order Mennonite girl, and I have, you know, Mennonite and Amish in my family tree, um, and so um, that's my main character in that series. So, so it's available at Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and do you have? Uh, is that in Audible yet? Available in uh, audiobook. It is not, but I really want to do that. Talk to Darlene. She knows how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have a great voice for it. Oh, I didn't either, so you could probably do just fine. (laughs) Um, But that is so exciting uh, just to hear a little bit about your journey. But, okay, so the part that always intrigued me because when you and I were were meeting with my book and uh, you were so faithful for the one hour every week the appointment that you kept with yourself while you were teaching mm-hmm. you have five children and you have homeschooled all of them and yes. uh, so so the discipline that you have have uh, in your life if to help a dream come true you know a lot of the things that we talk about 
on uh, this podcast is keeping people's dreams alive and, and getting people to hope and realize that everyone has God-given talents and giftings and God mm. has something for all of us. And, and you're a prime example of that. You know, you said it took you 10 years of rights and rewrites and, and before your book, you know, was really in a place where you were ready to get it published. But it is a great read, and I know that sometimes uh, things are a little slow to take off. But anybody that would read your book, as a, you're just an excellent writer. And, uh, Thank you. And I know that God has so many more for you out there. And I have the first book, The, the Root Cellar Mystery, and I think it's so exciting. Uh, so tell me, what are you doing uh, to... Uh, try to get your books out. I know that you go to different uh, uh, writers' things. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do to get out there. Well, Darlene, you've asked the wrong question. I've <laughs> the asked wrong the wrong girl. question. <laughs> Let's just say that is an area that I need to grow in because it, it's something I'm kind of uncomfortable with. Um when you had me at your women's conference and were promoting me, I was like, almost, like I felt embarrassed signing the books. Oh, you were so good at <laughs> Like it. I was being like weird and prideful, like I was famous or something. And <laughs> so you I think some humble. of it is stuff that I have to get over. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I do have a Facebook author page and um, I try to post on there regularly i also have a homeschool um facebook page because i do have a curriculum that i've written that's just lo lots of creative writing genres mm -hmm. and how to do them for high schoolers um and um so i try to stay connected that way but i wouldn't say i'm great at um promoting it if someone asks me then i'll tell them <laughs> so it is definitely something I need to grow in. Almost, um, Darlene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris is sitting here going, yes, as because I had the same attitudes and still still struggle with that, Holly. But but and Chris has been really instrumental in, me, in helping me to realize that you know God gives us gifts and and uh, mm. you know we know they're not ours. And uh, yeah. he definitely, it's taken, it's taken long enough in our lives to, for things to begin to start happening that we definitely know it isn't because we could make something happen for ourselves. But I do right. believe yeah. that, that God is uh, going to open wonderful doors because, Holly, my word, what a gift you have. And, and the way that you helped walk me through, uh, you know, many years of thinking I was going to write and wrote a lot of things, you know, down journals, this this and that and then when it finally came time to tell my story I mean you were absolutely the pusher that the you know that brought so much life into my story and uh we didn't arrive where we're at just today it's been a long journey but I want to encourage right. you that that the doors will open because the reason they will because you keep staying disciplined and you keep staying faithful and very gifted, yeah. but uh, as Chris would say, don't be afraid to get out there and put yourself out there and figure out yeah. a way to for people to know that you're there because you have something really great to give. And Chris. it's not for your glory. I mean, it's not for hers or yours or anything yeah. like that. that, that your yeah. gifts glorify God. So, you know, when you 
when you're afraid to put them out there, which I've been in the same position as a creative as well, you're you're limiting what God can do. I mean, and I think mm-hmm. that a lot of us struggle with that. Right. Yeah. It's so I, one thing that I've learned, and I just need to be better about, about <laughs> consistency, is that um, if I just am myself and I, I, you know, kind of share in ways that I'm comfortable with, because I don't ever want to be that I'm, you know, just a saleswoman, because first of all, that's not me, but also um, I think being reminded that I can um, present other things so that people get to know me and then if they're interested then they will look for my book but um I think I just kind of saw it the wrong way that this was a sales pitch you know and that's why I sort of kind of rejected that (laughs) I thought oh I'll just keep writing new books and then I never have to face that (laughs) but um yeah I agree with you yeah yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, in a strange turn of ways, the gospel's a sales pitch, too. So, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. you know. Mm, that's Very an good. interesting point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. And that that's so good, Chris, because it's good for the listeners. Because how many listeners are out there and thinking, you know, oh, you know, I feel like I have this gifting, this talent. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know how to promote myself. I really don't want to promote myself. But, but what you said is so true. You know, if we're doing whatever gifting we have if it's unto the lord and then whatever we can do to help get get the word out that's why you know going to small conferences going to uh you know finding ways to get your name out there uh your books because they're going to minister to so many people and Mm. and so yeah god's going to open up the the doors for you but i you also have uh uh, you have offered to help new writers. Can you tell us about that? How if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh, to help write a book? Yeah, I for a while I was trying to get sort of a writing, coaching, um, content editing business off the ground, and um, I just um, I just found it hard to get clients. I I did reach out at some different events and things like that um, and offered some free editing, but um, that didn't really pan out. But I also, but I'm also very open to helping people even aside from doing it as a business where I love getting together with other men and women who are trying to, you know, work on their craft of writing and just encouraging each other because that helps me too. So um, I'm very much open to that. If people want to reach out to me, I have that. Um, it's Holly Yoder D. Herrera um, um, page on Facebook. So that would be something I would, I'm always wanting to encourage other writers because I just think it's important and it makes me happy to do it too. So Okay, that's Holly, D-E-H-E-R-R-E-R-A. Is that correct? Yeah, Yoder. on the Facebook page, so my um, maiden name, Yoder, is in the middle. Okay. But um, you can find Yoder. my... We can post a link on the Yeah, Facebook how about that? We'll post, we'll post a link, and uh, we'll put it out there and uh, try to, you know, we can put it on the women around the world, on each one of our individual ones, and because, you know, we want to help you, too, because as we help you, if we can then it's going to help other young writers. You know, there's just so many mm-hmm. that have or vision. Or older writers. Or older writers, <laughs> yes, so, such as yeah. I. Or even cr- other people doing creative things, because I think yes. um, 
when it's creative, it's often not going to be, you know, a moneymaker. Um, but I still think there's value in it. And, um, I wouldn't want people to that to discourage them from trying and doing it because, you know, we all have a message and we have a different format in what in which we're going to share that message. And so, you know, if there's any creative calling in your heart, it can be discouraging because it's it's hard to like have that be your your bread and butter. But um, it's still one thing that um, the publisher that I'm working with, Blackside Publishing, um, had said is, you know, imagine only one person read your book is that enough for you because you know if it does influence their life in some positive way um is that enough and I thought yeah it is enough even though you know it can be discouraging if you want to be able to you know support your family help support your family um and that can happen it's just normally writers and sometimes other creative um types of jobs Mm -hmm. um you kind of have to do other things but you know in that same realm so if you're a painter you could do lessons for people or um you know do podcasts or you know Mm -hmm. so there there are ways to um I guess do sort of things that come out from the center of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish okay very good Chris you have any comments on that because I know your mind works all the time in creative thinking well I think what she said is right on because your creativity may not take you the direction that you think it will because we don't know God's ways and God's ways are way higher than our ways but your creativity can open other doors like it is for you so the high schoolers that you're helping the creatives that you're helping the people you're inspiring Mm -hmm. so you know even if you didn't become the next Stephen King you're still I mean the, the lives that you're helping I mean it's incredible. I mean, I, I would love to have the creative influence of Steve Jobs, but that's probably never going to happen. But the people that, you know, in Farmington that I could inspire, I mean, you have to ask yourself that enough. And I think every creative has to ask themselves that. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, because what you're doing, to me, sitting back and, and listening <laughs> to you and watching you and seeing how creative you are, Holly, and knowing that you're touching so many young people's lives with with what you are teaching them. Uh, I I think with all of us, we have to do the very best we can, be faithful to it and and do something about it. And the fact that you are Mm -hmm. doing something about it, that means a lot. You're disciplining yourself, you're continuing writing, you're teaching others. And every time a door opens, uh, do your best to step through it. And and get out there because uh, we all need what you've got. It, it's a it's a beautiful gift and talent, and sitting at the table, and I just want to say this, ask this to Missy because Missy is uh, she writes songs and uh, she's written several songs. Uh, I you probably don't know that Holly because I don't know if you got to visit very much with Missy last year. I'm not sure. Uh, Missy, are you the one on the worship team? Yes. Okay, I remember you. I'm sorry. I'm- I've forgotten some names, but... <laughs> well, that was pretty good, Holly. You did really, really good. Hey. And, and, you know, she's... How many songs have you written? Do you re- actually know? I'm not even sure. There's a lot that have never been heard. <laughs> yeah. So she's written a lot of songs through the years, and we sing some of those songs here at, at church. And, and I really believe that one day a song or two of hers is going to take off. I, I just have always felt that, and I do believe that it's going to happen. And but what does she do? She keeps being faithful to writing the songs and and uh, 
you know, she keeps at what got the gifting that God has given her, and so. And she hasn't made a lot of money off of any no, of them. No, hasn't done that yet. <laughs> I haven't seen that. But yeah. you know, I was reading last week in Charisma magazine where uh, uh, John Grisham is uh, really a strong believer. He mm-hmm. he loves God. He serves God mm-hmm. with all of his heart, and uh, you know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean all of your. Uh, books have to be faith-based right. and uh, probably if they're right. faith-based they may not make a lot of money but <laughs> when you get them out there on the secular market mm-hmm. uh, you know not everybody can be a Joel Osteen that can sell a faith book number one New York mm-hmm. seller but uh, you know when you put something out there just pray over it and God can God can take it and use it Absolutely. and cause people to just fall in love with it and uh, you know people fall in love with the authors. Yeah, they do. Uh, when I when I go to a library or I go to a bookstore, I don't look at book titles. I look at the authors first mm-hmm. because I want I follow authors, not titles. Yeah, and that's I do too. What, me too. yeah, and that was kind of when Chris came on the scene, you know, because I like being identified with women around the world as us, and I love that. I have had a real hard time with being Darlene Rhodes. And but one of the things that he talked to me was about was you have there has to be a face. There has to be someone, you know, and and since I am the one that's going overseas and doing, you know, and so he's really helped me with that. And so I'm saying that to you as an author and just like Daryl said, you know, you people need to learn who you are. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how do we make that happen? Uh yeah. You know, and, and it's the same with a song. You know, uh, a song is a little bit different. One of the greatest things you can do with a song is to get somebody else to sing your song and get it out there. And then it usually trickles back to who wrote it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's because every, every different thing, you know, you find out what makes it what makes it go forth. And uh, we, however far God wants us all to go, that's how far we want to go. And we don't want to yeah. limit Him from doing that in us. So. Uh, we just believe that's going to help uh, happen to you, Holly, and it's going to happen to those that's listening. Tiffers? I wanted to just say something. I'm not an author, so I don't have a dog in this fight, but um, I just want to say that as, um, you know, you talked about how it took you a decade to write your book, you know, and that's that's a long time, and, and it took Mom a long time to write her book, and Missy has spent years writing songs and so on and so forth, and, and each of these particular instances somebody give dad a cookie um each of those instances <laughs> were were painstaking well, hand right there you know it took Absolutely. it took so much effort and tears and time and dedication uh-huh. and all of that and so for you to choose not to promote yourself after after laboring into yeah. that, ten years, Holly, for so much. I'm gonna plug my ears and say la 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 la. <laughs> so God didn't give you that book just for yourself, because then it would have just stayed in a journal. But it didn't. That's it's published, true. and it's out Under there. And same, and, I, and Mom's book is the same way. It, she didn't write mm-hmm. it for no reason. There's a reason that God lays yeah. those things on your heart, and why we labor through them. If it wasn't yeah. supposed to be done, then you would have given up on it. And so yeah. I just that's my two cents worth. I don't think you spent a decade to be nervous about saying, Hey, I'm Holly and I write books. Oh, there you go, Holly. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, Tiffany is also a wordsmith. Uh, we wordsmith, we tell her we call it what, Tiffany's Epiphanies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tiffany's Epiphanies because she really does have them and she needs to have a blog. 
all the time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She really does. She wrote something for a local thing yesterday and sent it to me to look over. And I'm telling you, it is so good. And so, yeah, Sitting Amongst Our Mist is another writer that just <laughs> may not like some of the others of us would write. But definitely, you need to listen to what you just said because that was so good. I wasn't good. talking to me. I was, was talking to you guys. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Never mind. I retract my statement. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Holly. Do what you want. <laughs> I'm really good at encouraging other people. <laughs> yeah, me too. me too. Well, Holly, it has been a pleasure to mm-hmm. get to talk to you a little bit and, uh, and I really, I hope that every person that listens, and uh, we're, uh, we've got a, a decent size audience that listens to us all the time, and I hope that people that know you are going to put it out Coming on their soon Facebook. Coming to Colorado. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it will spread, and people will find out who Holly is and read your books, because they are inspired by God, and you are an amazing, amazing woman. So, please tell your family, I love you, dear, please tell your family that we said hello, and you're going to a writer's meeting in just a few minutes, right? Yeah, I hope I host a weekly writer's group. Oh. We're meeting outside by the uh, by the fire pit, so we're social distancing around the oh, fire. Oh, nice. Oh, well. <laughs> Is the weather nice in Colorado right now? It's been so nice. It's like in the in the low seventies, so it's not too mm, hot. Nice. It's just nice and cool awesome. and pretty. Awesome. Good. Well, before we say goodbye to you, we are going to pray, and uh, uh, I'm going to ask my husband to pray, and we're going to pray over all those that's listened, those that have gifts and talents within them, and they've heard what you've had to say, and uh, we pray that this podcast is going to minister some hope to somebody and encourage them to get that pen out and just to be a ready writer uh, and write down the inspirations that come to them. Love you, Holly. Love you all. I hope I can come visit sometime soon. Yes. yes. Ladies conference in about three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've been talking to Darlene about how I can make it work. But, um. <laughs> well, let's pray. Father, what a great time we've had with chatting with Holly and thank you for those around the table this evening and I just thank you, God, that you're opening up our understanding about the gifts and the callings that you put on the inside of every one of us. Each person that's alive on this earth has been given gifts and talents. And Lord, your word declares that those gifts and talents are irrevocable. Sometimes we have failed you. There's been times, God, that we did not deserve what you put on the inside of us, but you don't take those things from us. And so we pray today, Lord, that those that are listening... God, that have had desires to move out and leave the comfort zone and begin to do something that they feel like is a God-given dream or vision, that they'll move forth, Lord, and step out and obey that that, uh, calling that's on the inside of them. God, you said that without a vision, we will perish. And so I just believe that people are are beginning to uh, fuel their vision and fuel their desires to to do more, God. Not all of it will be spiritual. Not all of it will be faith-based. But God, you put gifts on the inside of each of us. And God, when we use them and we display them, we bring glory and honor to you. We know that in ourselves, we are nothing. Everything we are, it's because of you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for this opportunity we've had to share. 
and to, to uh, chat with uh, Holly for a few minutes. We ask you to bless her, bless her ministry uh, and her family. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Until the next time that we meet around the table with Darlene, may the peace of God be the umpire of your soul. God bless you.